0: Always kind of you know, like I told you I was struggling with stress and anxiety. Now you're going to talk about it in front of everybody, and so that makes me even more stressful and anxious. Uh, don't worry, I'm not going to be giving any illustrations today of anything that anybody's confided in me. Um, but uh, I just know this is a very real thing. It's a very real struggle. Um, uh, and just full disclosure someone who has mastered uh, this um, in dealing with this. I've really struggled with this recently um, myself, Um, and and so I I don't come to you as someone who uh, is perfect in this area, but as someone that knows what it is to struggle with it. Um, I, I even like So, uh so, yeah, I'm just what I say today, uh, I want us to just point back uh, to God's Word and to Scripture, and that's, that's where uh, today's passage uh, really lands in, in a very uh, beautiful way. Um, and so, I, I know as I have wrestled with, with this lately, um, that this is something that constantly with something, and then I go to Scripture, and Scripture speaks straight into that, and it speaks straight into what's going on, and it's like, wow, God kind of knew I was going to be wrestling with this. God kind of knew this was going to be a struggle, and right here in His Word is encouragement. Right here in His Word is the truth, uh, and what can, can point me back to where I need to be, not where I let myself get to. Um, and so today we're in Hebrews chapter 4, and uh, we're going to start in verse 1, where it says this, Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, what what is this talking about? It's saying that, hey, there's a promise. It's not a place of anxiety. It's not a place of stress. It's not a place of worry. It's a place of rest. That doesn't mean that, like, the things around you that come at you or whatever, the things that bother you, all of a sudden are just taken away. But it does mean that there's rest, and there's peace. Ultimately, he's talking about here in the end when we get to enter into his permanent rest, where all of that stuff is stripped away, where we get to be with him in his presence. experience experiences goodness constantly. Ultimately, that's what he's talking about here, but his rest, the rest of Christ, also applies to here and now. When we struggle with these things, when we struggle with these thoughts or whatever, and uh, the feedback loop that just kind of gets stuck in our head where it's over and over and over and over again about whatever is wrong, that's the opposite of being in his rest. You see, God's rest is the antithesis to anxiety. I don't usually like to, to read you all quotes, um, but because typically when I, when I study um, things for for sermon, I like to, to kind of take stuff from different sources and kind of put it together and put it in my own words and kind of package it for you in a way that I think is, is best for a congregation. But every now and then I come across something that I'm like, uh, I just want to convey that across to you guys. And, uh, this, and as I was studying this week, I came across just such a uh, uh, thing talking about this passage. And this is from John MacArthur. Um, he says this about rest. The English rest and the Greek word that it translates have here set very similar meanings. The basic idea is that of ceasing from work or from any. You stop doing what you're doing. Action, labor, or exertion is over. Applied to God's rest, it means no more self-effort as far as salvation is concerned. It means the end of trying to please God by our feeble fleshly works. God's perfect rest is a rest in free grace. Rest also means freedom from whatever worries or disturbs you. People cannot rest mentally and emotionally because they are so easily annoyed. Every little nuance upsets them, and they always feel hassled. Rest does not mean freedom from all nuances and hassles, it means freedom from being so easily bothered by them. It means to be inwardly quiet, composed, peaceful. To enter God's rest means to be at peace with God, to possess the perfect peace He gives means to be free from guilt and even unnecessary feelings of guilt. It means freedom from worry about sin because sin is forgiven. God's rest is the end of legalistic works and the experience of peace and the total forgiveness of God. Rest can mean to lie down, be settled, fixed, secure. There's no more shifting about Frustration from one thing to another. No more running in circles. In God's rest, we are forever established in Christ. We are freed from running from philosophy to philosophy, from religion to religion, from lifestyle to lifestyle. We are freed from being tossed about by every doctrinal wind, every idea or fad that blows our way. Rest. Rest involves remaining confident, keeping trust. In other words, to rest is some, something or someone means to maintain our confidence in it or in. To enter God's rest, therefore, means to enjoy the perfect, unshakable confidence of salvation in our Lord. We have no more reason to fear. We have absolute trust and confidence in God's power and care. Rest also means to lean on. To enter into God's rest means that for the remainder of our lives and for all eternity, we can lean on God. We can be sure that He will never fail to support us. In the new relationship with God, we can depend on Him for everything and in everything, for support, for health, for strength, for all we need. It is a relationship in which we are confident and secure. Relationship that involves being settled and fixed, no more floating around. We know whom we have believed, and we stand in Him. The rest spoken of in Hebrews 3 and 4 includes all of these meanings. It is full, blessed, sweet, satisfying, peaceful. It is what God offers every person in Christ. It is the rest pictured and illustrated. Canaan rest that Israel never understood and never entered into because of unbelief. And just as Israel never entered Canaan, Canaan rest because of unbelief. So soul after soul since that time and even before has missed God's salvation rest because of unbelief. And I just found that to be such a great explanation of what is being talked about here talk about. His rest still stands. It is peace. It is comfort. It doesn't mean all that stuff stripped away, but it means that you're standing on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ. And on that solid foundation, there is peace, and whatever's going on around you, you can give it to Him, and you're covered by His grace, and you know that ultimately His grace has this cover, and I don't need to worry about this. This feedback loop in my mind. He's got this covered. His grace covers whatever it is that I'm so worried about. You see, we can rest on a solid foundation. said to his disciples, verse 22, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, or about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. How much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour? Span of life. If then you're not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither neither toil nor spend, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not raised like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow, Seek what you're to eat and what you're to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek His kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money back. Treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So We don't have to worry. We don't have to fear. As we said there in verse 32, fear not, little flock. Because your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And the kingdom is where the peace is, where the rest is. We have to rest in the protection of the kingdom. That all comes through Christ, that all comes through faith in Christ. put together the fact here that, that Jesus says, fear not. And then back in Hebrews, the next thing he says in chapter, in chapter 4, verse 1, is, let us fear. Jesus said, fear not. The author of Hebrews says, let us fear. Lest any of you should seem to fail to reach it. So what's the difference? Why is Jesus saying fear not, and then the author of Hebrews is saying, fear, as Jesus is saying, hey, if you are a part of the kingdom, you have nothing to fear, nothing to fear, the author of Hebrews is saying, if you are not a part of the kingdom, you have everything to fear, you have everything to worry about, you have everything to be stressed out about. If you do not place your faith in Jesus, then you have not entered his rest. You do not have his rest for all eternity to look forward to. And so, for that, we should be very fearful. That is something to be concerned about. And so, that's what all of our Hebrews here is telling us that if you have never entered God's rest through faith in Jesus, you should be afraid. You should be concerned. A problem. This is this is something that does not have a good conclusion. This doesn't work out well in the end for you, unless you come to that place of faith in Christ and the fact that He came to earth, lived a sinless life, died our cross, made a for our sins, and that He rose again from the dead and three days later, proving that He defeated sin and death, and in that He's able to offer us this rest. This rest. and you can have that you can have that but it comes through belief it comes through faith He goes on in verse 2 for good news came to us just as to them. The, them the them is the Israelites we talked about back in chapter 3 where God told them hey I've got great things for you I have rest in store for you in Canaan it's got everything you're ever going to need and they said yeah but it has big people we're scared we're not going to listen to God. They wouldn't believe. Even though good news came to them, they didn't get it. They didn't receive it. The good news has come to us in the form of Jesus. The question is, do we receive it? Do we believe? And then are we like those people? But the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. For we who have believed enter that rest as he has said. As I swore in my wrath, they shall know We see here, we see first of all, that faith and belief in the good news (laughs) equals entering us. just the black and white truth of the situation. And so, it's a pretty big deal. Another important thing that's right here in this verse, that we don't need a mess. the one word, united. For good news came to us just as them, but the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who faith in Jesus leads to unity with others who have it means we're, we're put together we're one I'm really excited for Sam getting to go down to Guatemala because this is one thing I've experienced when i going to Guatemala and other places especially as you go in and you work with Christians there and, and it's like instant, like, like this it's like we're on the same page you speak the same language. We're on the same page. We're united together. And so I'm really excited for somebody to get to experience that, get to see that. I'm also very excited for this group that's, that's going down to California. That I pray that, that just over this trip, those who have this faith will truly be united together. I pray for those who maybe don't yet have this faith. They will see it alive. say yes I do need- Not real popular. But, true, nevertheless. So, I ask you, when, um, have you, any of you had yeah. kind of like a near death experience? Like, if, if you look back in your life and you say, like, I really almost died at that point. Anyway, for me, um, it was, uh, My first full-time job at a church, and um, about, about a year, year and a half after university, two of my roommates from university called me, and they said, Hey, Wayne, we have got this great idea. such adventures, um, uh, do some things like call it, uh, practice, um, or, you know, like uh, actually go hiking um, before doing it. I was like, you know, I've been playing a lot of Ultimate Frisbee with teenagers right now, so I'm in pretty good shape. I can do this, right? Like, you know, a four-day hike. I got this, you know? No big deal. Uh, so I was like, yeah, that'd be great, um, but I don't have any gear. Uh, one of my buddies had gear, uh, so I was like, hey, what do I need? He said, oh, I've got everything. I was like, great. So I just borrowed another key point if you're ever planning such a thing is uh, very strategically managing the weight in your pack like you don't take things you don't need Um, like for some reason I think I carried like two extra pairs of blue jeans in my pack was like I got done with it and I was like I never even use this (laughs) Um, but anyway uh, and so then the next part uh, was I was talking to somebody else about it I'd done this kind of thing before and I said hey with some buddies, and it's like, oh, well, do you have a permit? And I was like, I don't know. Um, he's like, yeah, just to actually camp down in there, you have to have a permit, uh, and a lot of those are really hard to get to get the permit. Uh, and I was like, oh, so I called my buddy back. He's like, hey, do we have a permit? He's like, dude, I'm totally on top of that. I figured it out. You see, there's this one trail that we're going to go on that's so hard that nobody wants to do that one, so they have plenty of permits for it. So the permits are probably like, oh, great, good. I'm glad, I'm glad, glad you got this figured out, buddy. So then uh, I I load up, like they were, I'm I'm in Alabama, which I know U.S. geography is not great uh, for everybody in Canada. Um, So consider, all right, consider me in Ottawa, okay? Um, And then they were in Texas, so make that like Saskatoon or something. Um, And then consider the Grand Canyon like here, okay? So I take off from Ottawa driving, uh, pick them up uh, in Saskatoon. driving, like I didn't stop to sleep or anything use like that, um, and then we drove all the way to the Grand Canyon, uh, and they did, they were nice, and after I picked them up, they drove some so that I could sleep in the back uh, when we get there, so I'm completely exhausted, um, so a normal, logical thing to do at this point would be to get like a good night's sleep before you start such a physical adventure, um, we didn't do that, uh, we, we just went, we went and got our permit, we did our permit, uh, and then we went to the trail, absolutely beautiful, but what it is, it's a big hole in the desert, right? And you hike down in the hole, right? So, it's not like mountain climbing where you go up, which is the hard part, and then come down, easy part, right? No, you start easy part going down and hard part coming up, right? So, like, once you're down in there, then you've got the hardest part ahead of you coming back out. Well, so we hike down in this thing Down in it, and we get to a point where there's a fork, and there's like three different trails that we can take. And so I looked at the buddy that had planned the trip, and I said, okay, where's the map? He said, well, um, the printer was out was of in ink. Uh, and I'm like, okay, so you're telling me we're in a hole in the desert with no map? And he's like, yeah. I was like, well, we only have so much water, and it's going to run out water to hike back up, what we just did, because we're all exhausted at this point. Um, So where are we going to go? He's like, well, I think I remember that the stream was maybe over this way, Um, or it might be over that way. I don't think it's that way. So he ruled out one of the three options. Well, about that time, these two hikers come up from the, the trail on the right, and they're like, do not go down that way. Oh, that was such a horrible trail, and we almost fell and died. way then. Um, So we hike over, and we get to another ledge, uh, which is kind of like a virtue, like here's a ledge, i hike down to this ledge, then hike for a bit, and then down to this ledge. Well, we get to where we're about to go down another decline, and it's starting to get dark, but we can see at the bottom, there's like a stream basin, and we're like, okay, that's probably where the water is, we'll be good, so let's camp up here tonight, have a water, get through the night, and then we'll hike down there tomorrow. So that's what we did, well, we hiked down there the next day. are down to, like, nothing left. Um, and so we, we did have enough sense to know that your best bet in such a situation is not to continue to do reverse activity in the heat of the day, um, but to try to, try to hike at when it's cooler, right, so you're exerting less and conserving the water you have in your body. And so we ended up, uh, literally, like, there's no shade, like, shade traits in the desert, So we found some rocks, uh, and we're literally like wedged under rocks, uh, trying to enjoy the shade and coolness of a rock. And so here I am, lying on my back in the desert, in a hole in the ground, with no water, thinking, I could die right now. And now, this is a completely Wayne thought, I have no scripture to back this up to heaven, those of us who are Christians, when we get to heaven, you have a conversation like, how did you get here? Right? Like, how how did you go out on earth? And I didn't really want the story of a hike down into a hole in the desert and dehydrated and died under a rock. Like, that, that wasn't sounding like a great. Sun of that day, uh, we just keep following the because It's really our only option at that point um, because we know we can't get back out. Um, and so we follow this trail along, and then I noticed down another level there is a huge green tree. And I was like, okay, that tree is getting water from somewhere. If I have to dig to the bottom of this room, so I'm finding it. Um, and so, so we hike down there, and sure enough, there's a nice stream running by this tree, and so we're able to water, refresh ourselves, and uh, just really <laughs> rejuvenate and everything. Uh, after we're there for just a little bit, this next group of hikers come in. These, these are people that, like, they live on one of the rims of, of the Grand Canyon, and, like, this is what they do every weekend. They really know, like, every trail there is to know uh, there. Um, but anyway, they come in, so we start talking to them. We're like, okay, where did you start? They started the same place we started, um, but uh, they started. They took the right path, the path that the people came up and said, don't go that way, it's too hard. That was the right way to go, and it led straight to the stream, Um, where the water was, which is where our goal was to get to the water. Um, And so, I tell you that story to say. Say, "Oh, I don't really need that in my life." And you know, I got three options; surely it will work out. Or we can take with us and we say, "Oh, this is the best way to live. This is the way into God's grace. This is the way to Jesus. Here's His word. Here's what it says for us. Let's follow this. I want to follow this in my life because where this leads to is it leads to." so as we, we can want to just say, oh, I don't really need the map right now. I think I remember how it goes. Oh, we really need the map. We need to know the way to the water. We need to know the correct path. We need to know how to get there. Because that is where the peace and the rest is found. This is found in him. This verse ends, verse 3 ends this way. Maybe whatever we're worried about, whatever we're stressing about, whatever we have anxiety about, God already has that finished. He already has that taken care of. Now, does this mean that, like, well, maybe the deists are right, and the deists say that, well, God's just like the clockmaker, he builds the clock, and he sets it all in motion, and then he's like, boom, there you go, we're all people, do up, figure it out. Um, I'm out of here. No, that's not what this means. This means that God's sovereignty. So perfect, and so he's in so control over everything that even at the point where he created everything, the foundation of the world. of us who are in Christ, we can be encouraged by this, we can rest assured in this. in Jesus who can identify with us because he lived as one of us. And so he understands those things that bother us. He understands those things that bring us anxiety. He understands those things that bring us worry. and he can intercede for us with the Father. And that's what he's doing. And even in that perfection, it's I've done deal on how it's going to work out. So whatever you're worried about, whatever you're stressing about, rest. Him and His grace, and the fact that He's got this all taken care of. Let's pray. Dearly mm-hmm. Father, I just pray that you will give us your rest, that you'll give us your peace. Lord, I know that stress and anxiety and worry are such complex issues. You know, There's definitely physical, uh, uh, physical aspects to it. and sunlight and all these different things, all these different factors. Lord, I know they all come to play. But I know none of those factors take you by surprise. But I know that, that even in the of those things, you can offer us the rest the spirit of Christ. And so, Lord, as we can become so worried and so anxious and so tied up in whatever it is that's running in that loop of mind. Lord, help us just to give those things over to you and know that you can take care of it. I know that your grace even covers that stuff. And so, Lord, I just pray that you give us peace. Lord, I pray for, for those in, in our body connection with our church that dealing with this in such heavy ways right now that it's just debilitating. as kindness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Or let us be marked by those things. Let us be marked by your